Standing, go ahead and turn to Luke's Gospel, chapter number 18. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 18. And I'm going to start reading in verse number 1. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 18. And I'm going to start reading in verse number 1. When you get there, you say Amen. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Saying there was a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary." And he would not for a while, but afterward, he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Or in my translation, get on my nerves. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust Judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Let's pray. Thank you for this moment. Thank you, Father, for your word. God, stare our faith this morning. Stare our hearts this morning. God, we need to hear from you today. God, reward us, Lord, with your presence. And, Father, inspire us, Lord, through answered prayers. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated in the Lord's presence. We begin our series last week entitled Vertical. We begin this series focusing on the call to pray. God challenged us last week to pray for our nation, that we're called to lead the way and invoking the presence and the power of God in the earth. The church is God's primary vehicle to reach the nations. And so we placed an emphasis last week on the church. In fact, the Bible says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, wicked ways, seek my face, I'll hear from heaven, and I will heal their land. And we said last week that God will bless and heal a nation, not just for the sake of that nation itself, but for the sake of God's people. God is all about you. You are so very special to him. And so we're going to continue with our series today, and we're going to be talking about persistent prayer. As many of you know that lately, and I say lately, I'll say probably within the past couple of years or so, I've kind of been into this uh, running kick. And, and I kind of joked about it before. But uh, when I was in the police academy years ago, we had to, part of our training was we had to run every day. And to give you an idea of how bad I was, I was that guy 
that when everybody else was finished, they were all standing at the finish line and wait for me. In fact, oftentimes they would bring somebody back. After they finished their run, they would have to come back and come and get me. And so here I am running up this hill, and everybody, and I got sometimes two people running with me, and they're trying to get, come on, come on, Bailey, come on, Bailey, come on, Bailey. And everybody's sitting there cheering. I'm telling you, they treated me like I was special. Y'all know what I mean? Because brother just didn't like them. I can lift the, I can lift the building. I can lift the train. But don't ask a brother to run. I can't do that. And so I really struggle with this. And so, so anyhow, when you kind of know my background in, in terms of how I feel about this thing of, of, of running, and to see now that it's now been three years that I've been at this running. I went from not even being able to run probably a half mile without my chest, about to, my heart about to blow up out of my chest. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you, some of you are there now, but that's hope for you in Jesus' name. So, so anyway, so... I, I, I was on this journey, so I, I started saying, you know, I start running a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, I, okay, I'll run a quarter of a mile here, and, you know, I'll run one lap uh, today. Next week, I'll do two laps, and there were days, you know, where I really didn't feel like. I had this little program in my mind because I knew I needed to get in shape, and, and so I, was, I kept saying to myself, well, you know, I'm going to... You know, I'm going to keep doing it. There were days when I was tired. There was days when I didn't feel like it. There were days my, my head was hurting. There were days when I just wanted to sit back and do nothing. Anybody ever had those days? There were days when my knees hurt. There were days when my feet hurt. But I said, you know, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. And so I got out there sometimes in tears. I did it. Sometimes I could only go a half a mile, then went from a half a mile to a mile, went from two miles to three miles, four miles. Now I'm running six miles a pop and walk through the door and hardly breathing. Now I'm not saying, I will, you know, I'm not saying it was easy. I'm trying to tell you it took me three years to get to this point. And so now... When I go running, the, the run is enjoyable. It's kind of like it's a part of who I am now because I stayed persistent. Somebody say persistent. See, prayer is the same way. See, if you want the kind of prayers that will blow the ceiling off the heaven, if you want those what we call effective and powerful prayers, if we want life-changing prayer life, earth-shaking, mountain-moving prayers. How many know that we got to stay consistent and we got to stay persistent? Because these are key ingredients. And yes, and, and, and you know, it's amazing because there are times, and, and I've known this, and I've been saved now for some 26 years. And I've been around church for a long time, not just here, but I've been around and I've seen and I can tell you that one of the ministries that struggle the most is prayer meetings. It don't matter what church you're in, except for Brook and Tabernacle. I've told you that before. That church in New York City is amazing. But most churches, they struggle inspiring their people to really come together and pray. And I believe it's, how many know that this is a spiritual warfare? The most powerful weapon that we have is prayer. 
if I ask you the question, everybody here would say, oh, yeah, pastor, that, that, you know, that's the most powerful thing. But we say it, but, but do we walk it out? How many know that if we're going to really do anything great for God, I, everybody say anything. If we're going to do anything great for God, if we want God, if we want to be able to shake heaven, how many know that we got to learn how to beat down our flesh? I don't care what it is. If you're going to do anything for God, particularly as it relates to prayer, you got to learn how to master your flesh. Because how many know some of our flesh is on steroids six times? Your flesh is strong. Some of you had to beat back your flesh this morning. Am I right about it? Some of you came to church fighting your flesh. Some of you just gave up. Hallelujah. But your flesh always want to not do the thing that God wants you to do because the enemy knows that if you ever encounter a people that understands the power of prayer, oh, if that revelation never comes, he knows he will be in trouble because it's impossible to invade the throne room of God and God don't show up for his people. How many know that there are no, there's no expiration dates on your prayers? There ain't no expiration date. Yeah, look, how many know that sometimes God, with God to move, it might take a year, it might take two, it may take three, but how many know those prayers, God hears the prayers of the righteous? There's no expiration date on my prayer. That's why we can pray with fervency. That's why we can pray and everybody say, keep on praying. You got to keep on doing it. You got to be persistent. Could you imagine the most powerful weapon we have? If you had a tool belt and you had all these weaponry on it, you know, all the guns and, and you're in the battle, you would look real foolish not grabbing some of that stuff that's on your hip. Right about it. Am I right? Yeah, because, man, you, you know, could you imagine a soldier on the battlefield? He's, I mean, he is stacked and packed, and, and he only, you know, he only hardly even take out his weaponry to fight the enemy. How many of you will look at that soldier and say, something's wrong with you? We, we need to move you out of the way because you don't understand. Do you realize what's on your belt? Do you realize what you possess? Do you realize that you have access? Everybody say access. Y'all got to help me preach this morning. Everybody say access. Do you realize that you have access to the God that created the heavens and the earth? Oh, do y'all hear that this morning? You, you have access to talk to the God who is all possible and the only true and living God. You have that kind of access. I love how wonderful, how good it is that we are called the children of God. That we can go to our daddy and we can talk to him and God will move on your behalf. Love that scripture verse that says that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Now you got to get that right because how many know that righteousness has not much to do with you? It has to do with who you are in. You follow me? The prayers of the righteous. If you're in Christ, you have been, look at the neighbor and say, you've been cleansed. (laughs) 
You, you've been made right. You had, you've been fixed by the blood of the lamb. So the prayer of the righteous, watch this, availeth much. Prayers. When he's talking, talk, he's talking about the prayers with, with, with those, those, those heated prayers. Those prayers that got some fire. The fervent is that those prayers that I heated, the fervent prayers of the righteous availeth a whole lot. We got to understand this. And so what the enemy wants you to do is he wants you to get tired of praying. He wants you to look at, he wants you to say, well, you know what? I've been praying for this for five years. Ain't nothing happened. I've been praying for 10 years for my loved one. They ain't got saved yet. I've been praying, man, for this. You know, I mean? no, know how long I've been praying for this? For six months. Some of you, I've been praying for a week. <laughs> and God ain't did it. And so, here, so, so it's not that we just kind of quit prayer. We don't walk around and say, I'm going to quit prayer. We just don't pray. <laughs> we just don't pray with the same intensity, with the same power, with the same passion. Because, because we, we don't see it happening. But you got to understand, God runs a universe. You just run your little corner of your life. How many, how many know that there's a whole lot of moving parts in this thing? And your prayers are not wasted in God. So why don't we? So why do we quit or why do we fail to pray as we should? Here it is right here. Number one. Because we're not walking by faith. We're not walking by faith. How many know the Bible says that for we walk by faith, not by sight? Boy, this is a big one, isn't it? Because we live in a world that makes decisions every day by what they see. You got to understand it. Everybody in the world, they make, this is how they live. They live their lives based upon what they see. He says the just, the just are those who are in Christ. He said the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. But here's what happens. We walk by sight. Oftentimes, we make decisions, our emotions, and everything, watch this church, is affected by what we see. So how many know that, that our prayer life is affected if we're not walking by what? Faith. Faith says that I have it even though I may not tangibly have it, but in my faith says I got it now. Everybody say now. So we walk by faith. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 and 4, for though we, war, though we walk in the flesh, we walk in the flesh, watch this, but we do not a war according to the flesh. Oh, y'all get that? You walk in the flesh. Yeah, this is here. But watch this. You don't war. Well, you don't fight in the flesh. Why? Because fighting in the flesh, you can't win. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You cannot win fighting in the flesh. See, how many know that the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, some of us sometimes, we want, we, we, we want to take matters into our own hands. Getting mad at somebody, and man is like, oh, boy, I'm going to, you know. Well, you do that, but you ain't going to win. You might knock them out. <laughs> you might hurt them, but you got no spiritual victory. How many know that the real fight is in the heavenlies? That, that to, to really access God, how many know we got to access them through the realm of the spirit? Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Paul said, henceforth, I know no man after the what? 
flesh. For we walk by faith, not by uh, not we walk by faith and not by sight. For the weapons of our warfare, how many know, are what spiritual. Spiritual. They are not carnal, but mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. Anybody got any strongholds in here? See, it's in the realm of the spirit. Are y'all hearing me this morning? It's in the realm of the spirit. So we can't walk by what we see. You can't let your prayer life, you can't stop praying. You can't give up praying. You You can't lose your passion. You can't lose your fire just based upon what you see. You got to walk in faith. How many know that if God's going to get moving in your life, if anything great is going to happen through the people of God, they got to see in this realm of the spirit. You got to see beyond your circumstance and look at the root of the issue. Look in the spirit. Secondly, because God's timing don't match ours. Isn't it, this is what we get upset about, don't we? Am I right about it? Man, this is, I mean, because it was up to me, God, you should have did this a long time ago. Is anybody else, anybody else but me? I mean, have you ever thought to me, God, God, what's up? God, I mean, really? Why is it taking so long? Like the kids in the car, are we there yet? You know, parents, you know you get mad. Shut up. Stop asking me that question. No parent ever liked that question. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? No, we ain't there yet. It's like God saying, no, sit down, chill out. We ain't there yet, but we're making progress. Because how many know that along the way, God wants us to enjoy the journey? How many know that there's something happening in the journey? Y'all hear what I'm saying this morning? There's something happening in the journey that you can't see. And yes, God's timing is not your timing. God's thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your ways. As the heaven are higher than the earth, so are God's ways. His thinking is higher than ours. How many know that God thinks out of this world? (laughs) How many know that the people of God, we got to think out of this world too? We got to get the mind of Christ. How many of us do we really pray, God, I want your mind in this situation? God, I want to think like you. I want to move like you. Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary while doing good. Now, how many know that, 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 that Paul is telegraphing something to the Galatian church? He's telegraphing something. He's saying, don't be weary. Why is he saying don't be weary in doing well? Why is he saying that? Because he knows. He knows that you're going to face some opposition. He knows that you're going to face some resistance. So what he's telling you is that you got to understand that amidst all of that, God still got your back. How many know that God, Jesus says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you? So you got to believe that in your most difficult hour. And how many know that you can't live your life based on your feelings? How many know your feelings are all jacked up? How many know we are an emotional roller coasters? Up one day, down the next. What's wrong with you today? Why, why are you upset? I didn't get my 10 hours sleep. I didn't get my Cheerios. They stepped on my feet. They cut me off this morning. Oh, boy, you're a upset. On the way to church, you mad because they cut you off. How many know our emotions are all over the place? 
So God knows this. Y'all remember Daniel? Daniel prayed. And uh, uh, this, this, is, this is a Daniel, a chapter, oh God, I believe chapter number 10. Watch this. He says, then he said to me, do not, Daniel had prayed a prayer, and it took, it was a, it was a while before that prayer came to fruition. So Daniel, Daniel was praying and believing God for something. He said, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand, watch this, and to humble yourself before your God. In other words, pray. Your words were heard. Look at the neighbor and say, from the first day. Oh, oh, see, you got to know that. Look at the name again and say it, because they don't really believe you. Say, from the first day. See, from the first day that you uttered that prayer to God, God heard it. How many know he's a living God? He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How many know he's alive? So from the first day, from the first day that you set your heart to understand, Daniel, and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, in other words, satanic forces, withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. How many know that there's warfare? Get this into your spirit. Get into your spirit. There's warfare. There's something that's opposing your prayers. This is why you got to be persistent. So how many, like, when you ever watch boxing, when boxing was really good, I don't know what they do nowadays. I don't watch boxing like I used to. I used to love boxing. But, you know, we all love a good fight. Am I right about it? We like it, man, when, when, when both and everybody, especially when the ones they go toe-to-toe and they're just going at it. I mean, we, when we get the popcorn, we're excited because we understand that resistance is part of the course. It's part for the course. Resistance and hardship, you've got to win some. You're going to have to fight your way through. How I many know that in prayer, you've got to pray your way through sometimes? You've got to be persistent. You got to keep fighting. And sometimes you're going to get punched in the face. <laughs> sometimes anybody ever been knocked out by the enemy, but you got right back up. How many know the Bible says the righteous fall seven times, but they do what? They get right back up. Has anybody ever been knocked down, but you keep getting up? Y'all know what I'm talking about. See, thirdly, the reason why we don't pray as we should, oh, I'm dragging behind. The reason we don't pray as we should, because everybody say it's not natural. I mean, no, prayer is supernatural, right? So understand this. Naturally, you don't feel like praying. Does anybody here just always feel like praying all the time, every time? Hey, come on. Is anybody here always? No. How many, of you, how many of you find yourself in this kind of situation? I got to tell myself to pray. I got to beat myself. I got to make myself pray. Because if you don't do that, how many know that you'll walk right off? Because prayer, in, in a sense, is labor intensive. That's why people, see, that's why people don't do it like they ought to, because it requires faith. And it requires time. But how many know that the rewards of praying are far worth it? Come on, come on. When you see God move, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have prayed some prayers and God moved and you've been there. You've done, you said, oh boy, I remember when. I remember when I prayed that God made a way for me. I, I remember, boy, when that things were tight, I didn't have a clue. And somehow one day I woke up, God broke it. There was a breakthrough laying right. I don't know how, but God did it. 
How many know he'll do it for people that will believe him? But, but see, it's not natural. And so what you got to do is you got to take authority. You got to take, look at the name and say, take authority. Some of you, when you say we got consecration week and we're going to pray for a whole week and we're going to fast, I see some of you, but I don't get a whole, you ought to see what I see up here. I don't get a bunch of people, you know, we should be sitting back there saying, you mean to tell me I got a whole week fast and pray? Oh, man, we going to talk to God? I mean, that's all I'm going to do. Oh, I can't wait. Nah. No, what I usually see is, I'm going to be tired. That's more work. Oh, I'm going to have to sacrifice. Oh, did you mention that word sacrifice? Oh. I mean, no, that's a spiritual word. God works best when his people sacrifice. I present, listen, he said, present your bodies a living what? <laughs> oh, sacrifice has become a dirty word. But boy, in the kingdom of God, boy, sacrifice is what moves God. Oh, boy, when the people will start to sacrifice it. And yeah, you should delight. Yes, it's going to cost me something. It's going to cost me some time. It's going to cost me some money. But you know what? I'm going to get to God because I know that whatever I need, he'll give me that and then some. I ain't worried about a thing. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go up and seek the Lord. So you should write it down on your calendar. You should tell your neighbors. Y'all should come to foundation. We're going to pray. We're going to seek God because you believe, you believe that your prayers will be heard. I don't know about you, but I don't come to no prayer meeting unless I believe I'm going to be heard. I just believe. I mean, no, is there anybody in the house that just still believe God? Oh, I know that what we're going to be praying for is in the will of God, so I'm going to bring it. Oh, look at look at the neighbor and say, bring your A-game consecration week. Bring your A-game. Bring it. Don't even, listen, don't even put your makeup on. Bring your army fatigues. Come ready to lay across the floor. Get ready to seek the, look, we're going to snot. We're going to cry. We're going to pray. Why? Because we believe that God is going to move. Oh, good God. So watch this. So here's this persistent widow. We don't know a whole lot about this woman. But I can tell you one thing about this, this persistent widow. Ah, this woman was amazing. She was unrelenting. She was a woman that was not going to be perturbed by her circumstances. She was a woman that was saying that, you know what, I'm going to get mine. How many know that the Bible said that the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence taken by force? How many know we just got to stop sitting around Weeping and feeling sorry for ourselves, and we need to go take some take a heal in Jesus' name. Come on, we need to get up, we need to stop tolerating some stuff, and we need to take authority and say no more. Is anybody here praying with me this morning? So this woman, so watch this. So Jesus give this parable. Walk with me in this. So so Jesus, watch this. Look at verse number one. See, see my whole Luke. Look at this. This is my Luke. My Bible's all ripped. See, that's because I, I read it all the time. It's all, I got a bunch of pages like this. And the scripture verse I was going to be reading from today happened to be like this. I said, oh, the devil is a liar. I'm going to put it right there, and we're going to read it. I'm telling you right now, I'm persistent, brother. Ain't nothing going to stop me. Ain't, look, look, when you want God to move, you got you to get over some stuff. 
You got to limp. You got to cry some. You got to do what you got to do to get what you want. For, how many know this woman had it? Jesus said this. He says, watch this. He says it in verse one. It's amazing. He says, then he spoke a parable to them. That watch this. That men are always to pray and not lose heart. One reason why Jesus gave the prayer. One reason. He says, I want to. I got to teach him this parable because I, I don't want them to quit in prayer. Because here's, here's the thing. Jesus knows our human weaknesses. He knows that a lot of times, just like he knew about the children of Israel, how I many know it would have took days for the children of Israel to get to the promised land, but they had to go around a long way because God already knew where they were. He knew they would see the giants and they would get scared. And they'd be like, oh, no. How I many know God knows where we are? He knows our weaknesses. He knows, and Jesus knew, and Jesus knows that these people, man, when, when, I, when, I, when I'm out of here, when things get really hard, when the pressure is on, when, when they're praying, they might just quit. They, so I got to get this into them. I got to help them to understand that you can't quit. Don't quit. He knows you will be tempted to quit when you don't see what you want in your time frame. Everybody say your time frame. Oh, good God. I could preach a whole sermon on that. How, how many know that God is outside of time? God sees the ending and beginning all at the same time. God don't think like you think. He's outside of time. One day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like one day to the Lord. That's another way of saying God ain't, God ain't on your time frame. So stop tripping. Stop tripping. You ain't God. Seek his face. Trust him. Walk with him. So he knows. God but yet God wants us to participate in the process. How many know that God has ordained for some things that happen in your life? Oh, watch this. Some things God has ordained that are only going to come about in your life by your prayers. I'm going to let that simmer in you for one more. There's some things that ain't going to happen. God has ordained it. Why do you spend so much time telling you to pray? Why, why Paul said, man, pray for us. Why, why is all this talk about prayer? Why did Jesus say, look, I got to get this into him? Because God knows, because God wants you to participate. Look at the name and say participate. He wants you to participate in the process. There, I'm convinced that there's a lot of things that ain't happening in our lives. I know y'all don't want to hear this, but I got to bring it. There's a lot of stuff that's not happening in our life because we're not praying like we should. We're talking about it. We're telling people about it. We're complaining about it. But like I said last week, we need to pray more about it than complain about it. So Jesus knew this. And Jesus wanted the disciples to understand that God not only hears your prayers, but God intends to move. Everybody say, move God. That's why Jesus gave the parable. Because he knew that they were going to face some opposition. He knew it was going to be hard. He knew that there were going to be moments in time where people were going to ask the question, God, where are you? God, where, God, what's going on? Why is all this stuff happening to me? God, why am I being persecuted this way? Paul could have easily, how many know Paul could have easily been there? Done? Paul, Paul said, I was beaten up. Watch this. He said, I was left for shipwreck. I was stoned. 
I was, I was hungry, and not because he was fasting. He was hungry because the brother had no food. He said he was cold. He was naked. He went through all that, and he was preaching the gospel, did nothing illegal. How many know that if he didn't have a strong prayer life, he might have quit? But God kept empowering him because how many know that prayers will give you power? Prayers will strengthen you deep down on the inside. And so Paul, oh, he went through all of that. And, and, and Paul said, I'm more than a conqueror, brother. So Paul, you just, well, look at Paul. You should be mad at God. Why is God going to call you to preach and let people beat you up and lock you up? Hell, come on, somebody. Is anybody, come on, you might be offended, right? I'm here preaching, God. I gave up my, my occupation. I gave up all my stuff. Why am I sitting in the jail for preaching, doing what you told me to do? Ah, but Paul understood that there was another place. There was a deeper intention, and God is doing something. So Jesus knows. He knew the disciples we're going to face some strong opposition. How many know that God knows that you're going to face some opposition? He knows it's going to be hard for you. He knows it's going to be those days. And that's, why he, that's why he gave this parable. He said, look, here's why I'm giving you this parable, because I want you to pray, and no matter what it looks like, look at the neighbor and say, no matter what it looks like, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going. No matter what it looks like, keep praying, keep praying. Don't even blink. Don't stop. Keep doing it. Watch this. So watch this. And so we can learn some things from this widow. So here's what this widow does. This widow, first of all, in verse number three, she brings her prayer to the judge. How many know that Jesus wants us to bring our prayers to him? She brings her prayers to somebody that can fix the problem. Sometimes you just got to let people know, look, you know, I, I don't mean no harm, but, but you can't fix this. I, I need to go talk to God. I'll tell, tell you about it after I'm done talking to my dad about it because you really can't fix what I got going. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? So, so we need to stop carrying all our stuff, sometimes in the form of gossip. Come on, church, complaining. We need to get, look at them, they say, get rid of all that. And, and, and take it to God. Take it to him. My husband ain't acting right. Honey, let me talk to you. Take it to, did you take it to God first? My wife is acting crazy. Did you take it to God first? Oh, man, I'm just having some problems. Brother, brother, oh, brother D, I got to talk to you. Man, because the job, man, they tripping, man, these boss off the, did you take it to God? A lot of times we don't take that thing to God. And if somebody say, oh, yeah, did you pray about it? Oh, did you, you ever ask somebody? Look, look, try this. If somebody ever come to you, y'all with me, say amen. If somebody ever come to you, right, and they start just kind of complaining and telling you about stuff, uh, the first they just stop and say, hold up, we're quick, hold on. Um, uh, did, you talk, did you take the guy yet? And watch that empty look on their face. Uh, uh, then you're going to see them now. Kind of backtrack a little bit because they got to be spiritual. Well you, well, you know, I always talk to God. No, did you take it to God? Because he's the one that can fix it. This widow, she took it to the one that can fix it. How many know God wants you to bring it to him? Stop wasting your time with people who can't fix the problem and take it to the one who can. Y'all hearing me? Say amen to that. How many know that this widow had an expectation? She was bold when she came. Oh, how many know she came and she was thinking to herself the whole time? Oh, this jug going to give me what I want. 
I'm going to get what I came for. Oh, and how many know Jesus is giving this parable? It's like Jesus is giving us the license, brother, to be persistent. He's giving us to, he said, go. To, how many know green means what? He said, go for it. This woman was persistent. She, was, she had an expectation. How many remember the woman in Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 and 22? You remember the woman with the issue of blood? The Bible said that the woman said within herself, before she ever laid a finger on Jesus, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Oh. See, how many know that's the way our prayer should be? We should be praying at all times. Boy, if I can just get to God about this. Oh, I, I got to go through some traffic. Oh, it's going to be hard. I got to get through some attitudes. Oh, I got to. But boy, if I could just get to God about this, I know he's going to move for me. And when that woman touched Jesus, Jesus stopped in his track and he said, uh-oh, who did it? Who touched me? How many know real faith will get God's attention every, y'all hear what I'm saying? Get this, real faith will get God's attention every single time. Faith will wake up the heavenlies. Faith, let me tell you something, and the more you grow your faith and the more you exercise, I mean, your, your faith don't get strong unless you, at least you exercise it. How many know you got to exercise? How I many, if you want to run 10 to 15 miles, you don't just get up one day been eating ice cream, sucking down pieces, talking about you're going to run a marathon next week. <laughs> like, it ain't going to happen, bro. It ain't going to happen. No way. It, 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 it doesn't happen that way. But we need to be a people to understand something. That we got to, we got to, we got to expect God to move. You got to expect it. Every time you open your mouth, you say, I'm expecting God to hear me. I'm expecting God to move. This is how we approach it. This is how the widow did it. And, and, and she was so persistent. She said, <laughs> this woman said, I can just touch him. I'm going to be made whole. I'm going to be made whole. Does anybody here believe they're going to be made whole? Going back to this widow. She persevered. She persevered. How many know that we can expect the unexpected? But when we, we need to expect the unexpected when we pray. But don't allow the unexpected to keep you from praying. I'm going to say that again. Expect the unexpected. Because how many know that much of what God is doing in our lives, I mean, it's a journey of faith, right? How, how often does things really happen exactly the way you pray? How often does that happen? I mean, God moves, but how often does it really happen exactly to the day, to the time, exactly the way you pray? But nevertheless, God moves. So, so expect the unexpected when we pray, but don't allow the unexpected to keep you from praying. So if it don't, if it don't unfold the way you wanted it to fold, don't quit. Don't say, well, but I didn't expect this. So 
What does that got to do with anything? Because God is still in control, right? All things do work together for good for those who love God, right? Right? Last I checked. So I'm good. How many know you can't lose? You can't lose. You, you can't lose coming. You can't lose pressing into God. I do, you cannot lose. It ain't nothing but upside. Look at the neighbor and say upside. That's all it is. See, this woman was like a pit bull. You ever seen a pit bull bite somebody? I've seen videos. I never personally witnessed it. But how many know that we need to be like this woman? This woman reminds me of a, of a pit bull who got a leg and he ain't letting it go. It's like, see, we need to be with, like that with God. We need to be like a pit bull and we need to be persistent. Like God, like what, what, what did Jacob said? Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Until I get the brew. Until God moves. Until God, you come through. Until God, you show me something. Until God, I get a breakthrough. I am not going to let you go. I'm going to be like that pit bull. Ah, ah, I ain't going to let you go until you bless me. Ah, how many know we need to be that? We need to be like that. Persistent. How many know this woman was persistent like that? And the unjust judge, what did he do? He, he got weary, right? He said, the Bible says, now the Bible doesn't say this about the unjust judge to show that, the, that, that God and the judge are on the same page. It's just to show, it's to show the contrast. Because this judge didn't even fear God. This judge, as far as we know, was self-seeking. He didn't care nothing about this woman. But you know what the judge said? He said, because this woman keep troubling me, she will not leave me alone. I'm going to give her what she asked for. And so he gave the woman, said, I want justice. You got it, woman. Get, you, you, just, you keep coming to me. Get it. I want you to get this. Jesus is saying, he's saying this is the way we need to be with God. And he said, if this judge who is unrighteous can do this, oh, how much more will your God who is holy, righteous, pure, strong, mighty, how much more will he come and avenge you? How many know God is a good God? He's a good God. See, how much more? He said, look, you cry out to me. He said in verse 7, and shall God not avenge his own? This wicked, unrighteous judge will do that. Think about your God. Will God not avenge his own elect and who, and who cry day and night to him, though he bears long with them? The answer is, oh, absolutely, God's going to come through. If this wicked judge can do it, this is what God, Jesus' way of saying, God is going to come through. But then Jesus asked a question in verse 8. He said, but watch this. He said, but when I come back, am I going to have, is there going to be faith on earth? In other words, are these people still going to believe me? Are they going to keep praying or are they going to stop? Are they going to quit because the seats ain't filling up fast enough? Are they going to quit because people are not getting saved at the rate and the speed that we want them to? Are they going to quit? Are you going to quit because things ain't happening in life? Jesus wanted to ask the question, when I come back, who believes me? Who, who, who is still praying? Who is still standing? Who is still in the face of all kind of adversity, still calling on the name of the Lord? 
in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Look at this. And we're coming down. We're starting getting ready to land the plane. Don't put your seat trays up yet. All right? We're just, getting to, we're just, we're just letting you know we're getting ready to come down. Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. And he who seeks, find. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Oh, what man is there among you if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, oh, God, how much more will your heavenly Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Did anybody believe that? Oh, did anybody believe that? See, see, the Greek imperatives, ask, seek, and knock, they're really, they're in the present tense. And it suggests a, a continued petition. I mean, in other words, keep at it. In other words, ask, but don't just ask, keep on asking. Y'all, y'all get that? See, when we ask, we're showing God that we're depending on him, and we keep asking, and we keep talking to him. Seek, and we keep on seeking. How many of you ever played hide-and-go-seek when you were little? I ain't never listened. Every time I played hide-and-go-seek, nobody left till we found who we were looking for. And every time we won, we found the person somewhere, somehow. How many know we need to be that way with God? That I ain't got, God, I'm going to keep seeking until I find what God wants me to do. And I'm going to knock and keep on knocking. You ever gone to somebody's house? Watch this. You ever gone to somebody's house and, and you knock on the door? Nothing for a second, then all of a sudden, you're thinking, man, I wonder if anybody's home. And then usually, if you hear some movement in the house, you, oh, somebody home. Oh, I know you're in there. And then some of you, you'll even go around, you go around the side, you start looking in the window. Oh, I, oh, I know you're in there. Hey, Jennifer, open the door, John. Hey, it's me, open. And you will keep knocking. How many know the Bible says knock? And keep on knocking. Peeping and do what you got to do until the door is open in Jesus' name. In closing, look at this. So my dear friend Tim Johnson, we had a video. And I, I, was, I was laughing because I, I told Diva that Tim Johnson is an old friend of ours and she ministered with him over at Grace and Tara knows who he is. And I, I didn't tell Diver anything about the video. I just, Diver just went on her own research. And she says, she sent me an email yesterday. She said, Pastor, I'm a, I want to play this video. Look at it. So I started looking at the video. And I laughed. I was looking at it. I said, Tim Johnson, she don't even have a clue. And he's down in Orlando. And uh, he's doing a good work there in Orlando. And he was, a, he was one of the, the leaders here at Grace Covenant Church. But he, it's a powerful way he ended that. This whole thing with Nemo. You just got to keep trying, keep trying, you know, because in that net, there's, there's, the net represents uh, that thing that, 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 that's where your breakthrough is. That's, that's, that's where the victory is. And, and, and so we just got to keep trying. We got to keep trying and, and keep trying and keep trying. And then finally you saw Nemo, man, the fish, the thing just broke. Because people didn't sit back and say, I mean, no, we got too many people in the body of Christ that sit back and say, what you going to do? I mean, no, God looking for some individual rebels. 
when I say rebels, I'm talking about rebels who rebel against the norm and do what God said in spite of what other people do. How many of you at the point of your life now, you're going to do what God said? You ain't going to listen. Listen, I love you, brother and sister, in Jesus' name, but I got work to do. So, but how many know that God will save your loved one if you keep praying? God will bring healing to our nation. How many believe that? If the church keep praying. God will fix your husband. Yes, if you keep praying. God will fix your wife if you keep praying. God will fix your kids. Oh, God. God will fix your kids. Some of your kids have been driving you crazy, but God will fix your kids if you keep praying. Just keep praying. God will give you a job if you keep praying. God will heal your loved one. God will give you a financial breakthrough if you keep praying. God will make a way out of no way if you keep praying. God will break you from drug addiction, sexual immorality, all kinds of addiction if you keep praying. Don't stop no matter what you do, no matter what it looks like, no matter how it feels. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to keep at it. Here's what God wants us to do. God is saying to us today that no matter what, my house will be called a house of prayer. I want my house praying because I fully intend to move on behalf of my my people, but I need my people to believe me. Believe me. Believe me. I'm not asking you to believe somebody else. I'm asking you, the Lord said, believe me. going to make a way out of no way. Come on, you receive their word. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Come on, every head is bowed, every eye is